Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Lauren Grace here. Welcome to the Afterlight Podcast. I'm joined today by Kathy Lather. She's been conducting readings, healings, and workshops on how to bring happiness, love, and security within her clients' lives with the help of their angels. Now, Kathy was not fully aware of the amazing connection that she had with angels until her 40th birthday, where she met Archangel Michael for the first time. As a child, she was always referred to a bit as Faye, quote unquote, Faye and her grandmother and great grandmother were both English and told me, told her rather that she was gifted with the powers of clairvoyance. Now, Kathy's going to be joining me and you today to talk all about angel connections, where her spiritual journey began. How does she connect with her angels? Is it through using divination tools or can she just channel them? and what else she's got in store for you and for me. I guess we'll have to see. Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Hello, Lauren. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your beautiful podcast and talking about one of my favorite subjects, angels. Angels are one of my favorite subjects too. And I've always sort of felt a real connection with angels. And even just as I looking at you over zoom, I've got two beautiful angels uh, figurines that are on my desk that are looking at me. And uh, I just love speaking on the subject as well, which is one reason why when I saw that, you know, you were able and willing to be on the show, I just jumped at the opportunity. So just before we get into what angels are your first angel encounter, Who's this guy, Archangel Michael, you're talking about? I know that you offered to start off the show with a bit of a card reading, a one card reading to maybe sort of set the tone for the conversation today. Would you mind doing that? And then we'll get into the topic. Not a problem. I actually did. I grabbed my Archangel Michael beautiful Oracle deck and I pulled a card for the reading today as I'm not going to fear, but I love to connect in with my angels as soon as I wake up. And I wanted to know how the reading, how the actual chat today was going to go. And very happy to report the card that fell from the deck, positive thoughts, create positive results. I love this card. It's one of my favorite cards in the deck. It's just got stunning colors in it and it makes my heart chakra just come alive. So I believe it's a message from the angels today saying that we're meant to have this chat and we're meant to tell everyone to try and keep their positive thoughts up, keep their vibrations high in the world that we're in today. It's a very interesting world, one that I never thought I'd be in, in this type of energy. It's always shifting and changing. And you really have to keep positive things in your life alive. As we all know, like attracts like. So if we keep our energy nice and high, keep positive thoughts, acts of kindness to each other, it's going to be a better world. And that's what we all want. Beautiful. Beautiful. I've been listening to a lot of Louise Hay as well. And so if you're familiar with her work, you'll know that she's all about affirmations and keeping things positive as well. Louise Hayes, lovely lady. (laughs) She is, she is, she was, well, and is, I guess you could say. Yes. So speaking of positive thoughts, you know, one of the things that I do know about you is that you did overcome some pretty serious medical issues at a certain point in your life. And I know that you did that through the help of your angels. But before we find out about that, whether or not positive thoughts played a big role in helping you overcome these challenges. I'd love to know a bit about how your spiritual journey began. So as I said, you know, you, you were told by your great grandmother and by your grandmother that you had the gifted powers of clairvoyance. So were you sort of always encouraged from a young age to let your spiritual side shine through, or was this something that you had to grow into? 
I was really lucky. And my connection with uh, source, with divine, with angels, I don't believe was ever broken because my mother grew up in the house with my grandmother, my nana and my great grand. So Mm -hmm. she was always very aware of um, the connection of, of spirits, of ghosts, of being able to talk to angels. So my sister and I, my sister is also very much into animal communication. She loves, I believe, ruins. Um, she loves to do her divination through ruins, whereas I'm very much connecting with angels. My daughter's fifth generation, she reads tarot cards with a lot of intuition. So it's always been in our family because we've never cut it off. We've never discounted anything. So when I used to go astro traveling and come home at breakfast and tell my mother my crazy stories, she never discounted them. When I used to know information about people in the photo album who died 40 years before I was born, it was never discredited. That's when my Nana always said, it's okay, she's just Fay. So I always saw and believed in the fairies in the bottom of the garden. I had a really gifted childhood because I was never told, you can't say that, that's not real, you're being silly. I was always encouraged to still keep that part of my life open. And that's why I believe I'm connected quite strongly. I never really understood what came out of my mouth was not really from me. It was, you know, I was connected to divine. So it's a bit naughty all through my life. I've used this. So in my 20s, and I wouldn't suggest this to anyone, but in my 20s, whenever there was a cute looking man at the bar and, you know, you go out, I used to meet, introduce myself and say, would you like a palm reading? And I didn't oh. understand what I was saying because I, I was never trained in palm reading, but I used to be able to get so much information right. So I got to meet lots of interesting men, which was lovely. Then in my 30s, when I had my baby girl, I was reading for friends and family, you know, they used to just give me a little bit of money or if it was always a freebie, you know what it's like. (laughs) So when I had my little baby girl, I didn't want to go back into the bank into because I was a teller at, at a bank. And so I said to my husband, can I hang out my placard out the front and start doing my readings? And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't have a problem with that because he's he's gone through some interesting times himself growing up in a house full of different Uh, spirits and ghosts and and people who come to visit me so he's had to learn to adapt quite a lot and then in my 40s I did have my very major encounter with Archangel Michael and then it was like they've turned up my dial and so my connection just got so much stronger and so much clearer that I had to I found that if I just didn't do this work, if I just didn't meditate, if I just didn't connect in, and if I just Mm -hmm. didn't help others, being told that you've got a chronic illness, I had breast cancer. And once you go into medicals, they tend to find lots of other things. So they also found a nine and a half kilo cyst in my stomach that I named Cyril that had to be removed. I think anything that's that big deserves a name, but it was all very you know, am I here or am I leaving? So it was very confronting. So I was very blessed to have Archangel Michael and all the other angels with me during that period. And they're still with me today. Beautiful. Well, I do want to talk to you a little bit more about that in a minute, but I can't help but notice that you've brought up some other very interesting subjects as well. So, you know, you're talking about astral travel, you're talking about working with fairies. I mean, from the minute you and I are meeting for the first time today, I felt very comfortable meeting you. I'm under the impression that you've probably had a very easy time fitting in. However, if you are also somebody who is almost kind of living in this other world as well, did you find that that was difficult to relate to lots of different people, maybe outside of your family? Um, well, I don't think I really used it as much at school. I will admit um, in in my high school years, I didn't quite prattle off and tell everybody their future or things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It did kind of start more in my 20s. I've always been a very open person. I always think I seem to have lots of lovely people around me because, again, just as the card said today, like attracts like. So if you put out really beautiful energies and you tend to get those lovely friends back, I never found 
friends who were on the darker side. I never mm-hmm. found, you know, how kids always experiment with the Yuji boards and Ouija boards, sorry, um, and I tried to keep away from horror movies. When all the kids were going to see Poltergeist, I'd go and probably see something family friendly. Um, It was just that type of way. So I always had people around me. I was never alone, but I also always felt very comfortable. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I was, I think I was pretty lucky in fact, but again, I know I've been protected and looked after by angels all my life just through different occurrences and I'm very grateful to have them in my life and all of the voices that you hear in your head that you think oh that's just me I've now come to acknowledge that it's not just me and the voices the warnings the signs they're all people they're they are my nan they are my great grand they are my angels looking after me so I'm very lucky that I had those voices to keep me on track I'm definitely going to find out a little bit more about how you can start to pay attention to the voices in your head and start to discern whether or not they are in fact other people or maybe they are just your ego and whether or not you can tell the difference. But before that, is astral travel something that you still do to this day or was it something that you sort of did as a younger child? And for our listener at home, astral travel is primarily when you're, I guess we could say, Kathy, would you say that your soul sort of leaves your body and so you you're kind of free to go and check out the world and then come back to to your body? It certainly is. Yes, yes. So tell me a bit about that. Perfect description. (laughs) Is that something that you still can do to this day? And and do you take take advantage of that? I actually believe all of us ask to travel, whether or not they want to own it. Um, Whenever you have deja vu. And as a kid, I had deja vu all the time. Like I can remember family holidays. My parents were always excited, pack the caravan up, chuck us in the station wagon. We'd head off to a new destination and I'd get there and I'd know the layout of the land and I'd know exactly where to go. I'd know where the play parks were. I know, you know, all the best milkshake places to go to have the best takeaways because I believe I'd already astro-traveled there. And when you have all those deja vu moments, you really do... You you have this understanding that yes, I have been there. So I actually now, because I do tend to astro travel quite a lot, I do have to ask my angels not to let me go. When I get a bit tired and run down, you know, when you feel like you've slept for eight hours, but you feel like you haven't slept at all, yeah. that's when I know I've been partying too much <laughs> when I've been astro traveling around. So I have been taken to different places. I have seen different events and occurrences um so that's the reason why I kind of have an understanding that yes I do still believe I'm astral traveling one one um story that my mum always likes to laugh about is apparently when I was a child it was Christmas I was very excited as we all are and she said that one night I came in I woke them up. It was about two o'clock in the morning. And I said, there are two men outside in our lounge room taking all our Christmas presents, go and stop them. And when she asked me, I'd actually asked to travel because I said I could see from the roof and I was looking down at these two men that had broken into our house and they were taking the presents under the tree. I, as a child, didn't understand that they were robbing us. (laughs) My father went out and disturbed them. So thankfully, all my presents were still there. But that was the first time that she actually said that, yeah, you were really astro traveling. So that is when my mother taught me to always attach a golden cord. So how my house and my life has always been protected is through all the little prayers that my has been passed down through my family. So my mum always used to put us to sleep with, now I lay my soul to sleep. I pray the Lord my, my, my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. So it sounds pretty, it sounds pretty full on when you say it and you break it all down. But she used to always just recite these little prayers to us. So she knew she was putting a little bubble of protection around us as she was giving us these little prayers. And then she used to always say, tie a golden cord, 
put a beautiful ribbon to the to your bedpost for your soul to always return back. So that's what my mother taught me to do because the golden cord always retrieves us back so we can always find home really safely. So she never stopped us from astro travelling and we always, I loved it. I've, I've been to so many places before everyone else and I'm a very good talker and I used to love to tell them how all the cool things were happening. So, yeah, I've always astro travelled. I still do. I still ask to travel today and I go and especially if anyone in my family is not well, I tend to ask to travel and give them healing while I'm asleep. So if I'm tired and run down, that's when I know I have to say to my angels, please just let me sleep tonight. No astro traveling, no partying, no, no extensive travel. <laughs> called self-awareness, Kathy. Good to know you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> That is just absolutely amazing. Do you ever sometimes feel like you are living two lives, but also that you're extending your life, that you, that you almost have double the amount of time than people who aren't taking advantage of this opportunity? I think there's a lot of things that we don't understand. And I'm just really, really lucky because I am definitely, I do not, I do not promote myself as a, as a, higher person of knowledge I always if someone asks me a question about something I'll always either go to Archangel Michael I'm not going to lie to you he's my go-to angel I, I love the fact that I can sit down and have chats with him about everything that happens in my life and of course you know you, you do do a lot of reading and, and follow up my mother was really big on reading she read an awful lot she always said that she never had the gift, which is incorrect because she actually gets visitations all the time by her parents because her dreams are so vivid. And I'll say to her all the time, you know when we're not well, you know when to ring us. Your intuition is really switched on, but she still discounts that. So I don't know if that was just her time when she was growing up, if that was the way she protected herself. I'm really lucky. I mean, I'm in my 50s, <laughs> but I'm very lucky that we're we're very much open to yeah. this now I still yeah. get the eyes rolling back when I introduce myself and people say what do you do but I just think I help people with grief and I help people understand that you know there's more to life than this and material possessions and the things that we seem to really be focused on we actually have a really amazing chance of being in a beautiful place and connecting with each other so it's it's so quite awesome. it's exciting it is. That's so well said. So beautifully put. So just before we move into all things angels, I do want to ask you a little bit about fairies, if you might feel comfortable talking about that. As a young kid, for me, I've always felt connected to fairies, had the fairy books, had, you know, real kind of affinity with understanding and getting to know them. And so I was wondering whether or not you yourself are connected to fairies still, if you could talk to me a little bit about that relationship, because for our listener at home, if they've been listening to all my episodes, which I hope they have been, the, the subject of fairies <laughs> isn't something that, you know, I've really explored too much on the show yet. So I'd love to hear anything that you've got to share on that subject. Fairies are a wonderful way to encourage your children to look beyond what we're actually living in. Fairy energy, elemental energy is absolutely gorgeous it's high spirited. It's really fun. They love the fact that they do live in the bottom of your garden. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually live on three and a half acres in the hinterland on the Gold Coast. And I love the fact that I can go outside at night. And even though we have really bright lights from surface paradise and we have the glow, you can still see orbs in my garden. So anybody can go out into their garden at night with their camera on their phone and just take a few photos and you'll find orbs. So they're all your beautiful elemental energy. They're all your fairies in your garden. So your fairies love and will give back to you. If you were good to your fairies, if you allow them into your garden, have a beautiful natural environment. So no pesticides, allow them to have all the beautiful wildlife. If you have wildlife and birds in your garden, you know you have fairies. Fairies will help enhance your life because they allow the fun into your life. 
to make sure that you do invite the fairies into your garden, into your home, I've always put, and again, this was my nana, she used to give us little fairy statues and you'll find little fairy statues on my windowsills and that invites. So that's like a, putting out the billboard for the fairies saying, you know, we believe in you and you're more than welcome in our garden. Mm. So I'm so gifted in my garden. I have wallabies. I have Eastern grey kangaroos. I have, um, I have a huge goanna that visits us. I have so much wildlife that I know that my fairies are very happy in my garden because everything's very content and green and all the fruit trees that I didn't plant always seem to be very abundant. So fairies make you happy. I don't understand why people wouldn't want fairies and the beautiful elemental energy in their lives. And look to your trees, see all the faces in the trees and see the fairy doorways in your trees. And you'll know when you have fairies. That's so beautiful. And you know what? I also have the same thing because I also live in Australia and I, we had a big kangaroo on, on the property yesterday and wallabies and fruit trees. And it's just, I think that, you know, to echo what you read at the very beginning of our conversation as well, when you're focusing on all the wonderful things that you have around you, you tend to attract more of that. Now, one thing that I heard, Kathy, and I don't know if you've heard this before, but I always let the fairies know before I'm going to mow the lawn. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to mow the lawn now. Like, Just try to give them a bit of a warning sign. So do you have anything like that, that you are familiar with or that you kind of do? Maybe even it's so second nature now that you don't realize that it's something that that maybe people still need to be Well, taught. I'm very sorry. I, I actually, I, I don't let them know. I don't let them know when my husband's going to jump on the ride-on. I should let them know. Half the time the ride-on doesn't work. He has to like spend a few few five minutes kicking it over. So, so they've that been might warned. give them a bit of a head. Yeah. So, but, but whenever I trim, you know, how, how you trim your shrubs and you trim your hedges and, and you move, I always say to them, I'm really sorry. I have to cut you for this reason. And, and I do let them know. And I, and, whenever I've got the old hedge trimmer out on my hedge, I was, you know, I'm very sorry. I have to do this, but just let you know, I'm doing the whole thing. So yeah, I do in my mind, I send messages to, yeah, my, to, yeah. to my plants and obviously elemental energy as well. So yeah, yeah, but I didn't think about the lawn mowing. I'm going to let him know. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. But you know, if you're giving them a head start, I think that's probably okay as well. And I remember I was listening to an interview with Denise Lynn, and I think I might've mentioned it on the show before or just on socials, but she was talking about how you can go into your yard and if you're picking flowers, because I'll often pick flowers to have in my home. And she actually says to leave a piece of hair as like a bit of it, an exchange with the elemental energy in that way. So I always thought that was oh, always a really go. cool little tip too. Yeah. Nice. See, we're learning things. I love this. Yes. A good exchange <laughs> of energy, shall we say. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so let's get to the subject at hand now because uh, we are here to talk about angels. Although when I'm given an opportunity to talk about astro travel and fairies, I'm going to take it. So hopefully you at home agree. All right, so you had sort of alluded to the fact that Archangel is, is your go-to angel. You had talked a little bit about being sick. Can you talk to me a little bit about your first sort of angel encounter? Was it with Archangel Michael? Was it with another type of angel? And how did it show up for you in your life? Well, the most pivotal point in my life was two weeks before my 40th birthday. I was very excited. I was planning a big party. I was having a foxy 40th. <clears throat> so everything was on track. And my girlfriend's had heard about a channeling evening and they really wanted to go. And I actually, I didn't want to go, but it was my turn to be the designated driver because for some reason this channeling evening had cheese and wine attached to it. God knows why. But anyway, I picked them up. We went to this channeling evening. I was not really, I wasn't in the mood. You know how sometimes you're just not in the mood. You're thinking of other things that you wanted to do. Knowing me, I was probably thinking about my own party, but I went and I listened to this to this person who channeled and he'd gone through Metatron as much as I love Metatron. Um, the, it was quite a long, long channel. 
And I was kind of like going to them, come on, let's go. You know, we'd been here a couple of hours. And they're like, no, 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 he hasn't finished channeling yet. He's only done Metatron and Gabriel. And, you know, he said Archangel Michael's going to come up next. He said he's going to channel Michael tonight. I want to stay. I want to stay. So I'm like right at the back of the room, near the back of the door going, okay, fine. You know, they're having a good time on their vino and their cheese and crackers. And anyway, he started channeling Archangel Michael. It's always beautiful to listen to people channel, but I was listening to Archangel Michael. It was a really packed room because for some reason, a real estate agent owner thought this would be a really good team building exercise for all his real estate agent people, people who probably would shun away from anything like this, but obviously the wine and cheese were there. I was there going to say, that's them, why so they, they had wine. <laughs> And we're there and all these people are looking at this person, the channeler, and he's channeling Archangel Michael. And suddenly Archangel Michael, beautiful words as always, came out and said, I know there's questions in the room, ask the questions. And everyone went dead quiet, didn't they? And so me being quite cheeky, wanting to go home, very disrespectful, I've apologised for this, um, said to him, how does a beautiful angel fit inside that frumpy body? Because I'm a big girl. The channeler was a big boy. We knew each other. And Archangel Michael laughed. And he then went on to explain about how he can come to channel through the, through the body. And, and then I'm like, well, where are your wings? You know, being so, so terrible. And he went on for that explanation. And as I was talking to him, I could feel a rush of heat. It was... It was like I was a volcano. This heat just soared up through my feet, went all through my body and out through the top of my head. Then my eyes started to get all glazed over and the channeler's face started to shift and change. And then Archangel Michael's face just appeared and it was like he just stepped out of the channeler's body and he filled the whole front of the room. He was magnificent. He has the most gorgeous face, beautiful square jaw, long, luscious hair. He had the most startling blue eyes that just gripped you. And, of course, I said in front of this whole room of people, oh, my God, I can see you because I was just so overcome by having an angel step up in front of me. And he laughed. And I said, why can I see you? And he said, you need to see to believe and you need to believe. And then poof, he was like gone. Goosebumps. So I had everybody looking at me like I was a a mad woman. (laughs) Wondering how much white you had. I was on on cloud nine. You couldn't, you would not be able to pull me down. I'd just seen an angel and it was the most beautiful being. Even as I, whenever I tell this story, I get so excited. I get all the goosebumps because I relive it every time. It's so beautiful. And then, of course, I went home for probably, I think I I just told every man and his dog, even the postie, that I'd seen an angel. I'm pretty sure that by by day five, my friends were like, can we just, you know, can we settle her down? Can we put her away somewhere? She's just over the top. But within that time, I was having the most beautiful meditations. I was having the most amazing astro travel. I was connecting in with him all the time, in with the divine. It was like my life was just on this most beautiful roller coaster and I loved it and then I came down to earth with a big bang because I had to go to the doctor because I knew something was not right with my left breast and it was interesting because Michael kept telling me I had to go to the doctor I had four tumors and they came back to me with yes you do you have breast cancer and it was quite interesting because they kept saying to me, we can only find three. And I had a beautiful doctor, Dr. Wilkinson. And I kept, I told all my doctors, I'd seen an angel. I told all my doctors that the angels had told me to come. And Dr. Wilkinson was really lovely. And he, and I kept saying to him, there's four tumours in there. And he kept saying, Kathy, we can only see three. We can only find three. And he said, I will make sure that there's no other tumours in there while I'm in there. Guess what? They found four. So if I hadn't have had that beautiful encounter with Archangel Michael, I might still have had a tumour within my breast and I don't believe I would have recovered so quickly. Even my oncologist said I did chemo and I did radiation really well. And she said if it's, she was very 
against all of my beliefs. She used to laugh at my beliefs. Um, but she said, if that's what works for you, just just keep rolling with it. Because she said, you've just soared through all this treatment and you've come out the other end really well. So I always say I'm very grateful for that. You know what I love about that story too, though, is that you you trusted your own truth. You trusted yourself so much there. I think very often, you know, being on the spiritual path, we know it's all about trust. We know it's all about listening and connecting to our heart and our higher self and and very often making decisions that don't necessarily make logical sense to the people around us. So connecting with your truth, even to the point where you're willing to tell people you've seen an angel. I mean, that's not something that a lot of people would be willing to advertise, let alone tell their postie, right? So I guess I'm wondering... <laughs> you know, where do you think that, that resilience, that confidence, that sort of reliability and that connection to your own truth has come from? Have you always been that way? Did you develop that over time? And, you know, do you have any tips and tricks for someone at home who can't even speak their truth about, you know, maybe if the coffee shop makes an error on their coffee, let alone letting people know or arguing, not arguing, but being very adamant with the doctor that there's something that they're not seeing here. Mm. Um, I, again, I probably would have to put that down to my awesome upbringing um, because I was always allowed to speak whatever I saw, whatever I felt. Um, don't get me wrong. I certainly had issues with my parents as a teenager because, as everyone knows, as a teenager, we're always right and they're always wrong. Yes. But um, it was just so... What occurred to me when when you're in a presence of an archangel that fills the room, I would I would extremely doubt anyone not to talk about it, not to be amazed. It's the angels that we meet every day that help us. That we tend to go, did I just meet an angel? Um, so many people have their guardian angels around you. It's really quite sad because when I said to Michael why don't people connect in with angels? Because ever since I've been connected in with him, and yes, I know it sounds like I'm quite, um, like I love talking to Archangel Michael. I have a really good connection with him. I hear him so strongly because of that encounter, because he knew that if I can't touch it, taste it, smell it, you know, actually have an understanding of it, I don't believe it. So he knew he had to come to me in full force mm -hmm. to listen to him, to be able to say those voices in my head that actually don't sound like me, that don't talk like me, that have a different way of speaking or grammar, that really isn't me. That wasn't my bright idea. That was my guardian angel or that was an archangel or that was a, a person in spirit who's come to guide me. So because he was so in my face, I had to see that, yes, I have to start listening to those voices and I have to believe that. I don't believe everyone has to have such a big encounter. Maybe I'm just so hard-headed that I had to mm. because they'd been trying to gently push me all of my life to allow them to come in. I've always loved the fact that I'm able to pass on messages or give people guidance. That was awesome. When I mean, for an example, I was standing in the shopping queue one time waiting to go through a Coles checkout and in my head it was tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her. And I turned around and I said to this lady, I'm being given a peace sign and I'm giving mum. That's the two things that they keep saying to me and I have to tell you. And she just broke down in tears. Her oh. mother had passed on two weeks before and all she wanted to know is that she was in peace. So it was if I had not trusted and believed that that was my guardian angels or that was spirit talking to me, I never would have passed on that little tiny two-worded message to that lady that just made the rest of her life feel so much better. Mm. So when people hear things in there, you have to break it down. A, is it for your highest good? Obviously, they don't want they don't want you to go around preaching to everyone, telling people how to live their lives. That's not what angels and guides and are about. Spirit wants to help us be the best that we can be. And I do not believe that they would ever ask us to pass on messages that would make people feel bad about themselves or sad or have an effect on their mental health. 
every communication I've ever had with an angel and with my guides, with my, with my guardian angels, they've always been really positive. And whenever I've passed on these messages, they've always had a positive outcome. I do not ask questions. Like in my readings, people come and they say, I want to know when my father's going to pass on. I won't ask those questions because that's not in a positive frame of mind. And I don't believe I have any right to try and <clears throat> decipher that. I will always try and give any messages on a positive note. And that's how the angels and the spirits give me those messages, the noises in my head, the visions that they plant in my third eye. All of that is positive. So it's fantastic to open up and trust and invite your angels in. But you, if you're not getting information that makes you feel happy on the inside, I'd double, I'd, I would always ask again for clarification because our angels, guides, guardian angels, whatever you want to call them, they want us to have the best life. They want us to keep on track to what we've asked to discover and be here for to learn. So I believe that they're always here for our highest good. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> and it's so, it's so beautifully put. And I guess when you were speaking, you know, I couldn't help but sort of feel that having you having had that experience eliminated all doubt for you. And so that allowed you to just trust probably even more so than you had before, you know, even with all the bravery and create and, you know, strong character that you have, that you probably just knew without a doubt. I've seen it. I know it's true. This is the way that it is. How do you connect with your angels? So you talk often about listening in your head and hearing them in there. You pulled a card at the beginning of this reading. Do you connect with them sort of in a variety of ways? And do you think it's important that if people want to connect with their, their angels, that they find a method that suits them? Or is it a combination of everything that they need to pay attention to? Um, when I actually sit down and do readings or whenever I need to have a chat, with my beautiful guardian angel Fred or to Archangel Michael. Um, I tend to just find myself in a quiet place. I like to quiet my own mind. So I do actually hear their response. And so it's almost like you kind of have to zone in. And it feels a bit to me like you kind of get into that really lovely space as you're meditating. It's like you kind of get yourself into this really quiet zone so that you're able to actually ask the question within your mind and then hear the answers. If I don't hear the answers clearly enough, I might ask them for a sign and I'm quite, I'm a bit mean. I actually dictate what the sign's going to be because I live with a lot of birds. White feathers just don't cut it for me anymore because I have cockatoos <laughs> that I feed every day. So I will actually say, okay, well, I actually need a sign that I'm actually on the right track and I would really like to hear from and I'll say a person or I would like to find and I'll say an, an object that I'd like to find. Nine times out of ten, those things happen for me. So I know that the angels are listening to me. They love the fact. They, angels are so much fun. Our guides, our guardian angels are so much fun and they love to work with us as much as we can. But don't get me wrong, we're, if we ignore them, if we ignore the signs, they tend to, Archangel Michael tends to slam things down. My doors slam when there's no wind to get my attention, to make me know you're not listening hard enough. Yeah. We're trying to help you with this. Um, so that's the reason why I believe I got such a big wake-up call and saw an angel basically face-to-face because -face I had to because I was really bad and I was ignoring all the signs that were in my life about how I should be doing this, how I should be more open, connecting to divine connecting to my beautiful angels so my life honestly my life has just manifested so well since my 40th birthday I hate it I hate it when people say oh my breast cancer journey but I really did have a journey but my journey was a spiritual one it opened me up and it made me really see that we have to do this so that we can be the best that we can be and I love the fact that now I can actually provide readings to people and be able to pass on messages from their beautiful loved ones that have crossed so that they know that they're okay. And it's almost like when I'm really connected in and I'm, I mean, cause there's always shades of gray, <laughs> but when I'm really top of my game, when I haven't eaten that big Mac for lunch and I've been very good and drunk all my water and I've had a good night's sleep and I've done my meditation in the morning 
and I'm not a disciplined person, so sometimes that doesn't always happen. But when I'm really on par and in a really good place, it's almost like when my sitters come in, you watch the spirit walk in after them. And you just go, okay, so you're here today. And it just goes boom, 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 boom. I'm not going to lie to you. Some days it's not that clear because sometimes you don't get that fantastic connection. You can't physically see the spirit as they walk in. That's when they start to use my memories and my photos and all they try to describe what they what they look like in their readings. And I also make it very hard for myself because when I was a teenager and when I used to see spirit, I used to see them in how they came to pass. And sometimes that was quite confronting. And so I then asked my angels when I learned that I could ask and talk to my angels. I said, when I get messages, can I please see all spirit when at their best? So sometimes when I'm passing on a message from granddad to their granddaughter, he's presenting himself to me like James Dean. So he was really young and he was good looking and, you know, the rebel without the cause. And I'm giving all this information to the granddaughter who's like, no, granddad had hair coming out of his ears and he was really scruffy. He wasn't good looking. But that's, but I, I prefer to see spirit like that, even if it takes me three extra questions to get some evidence to give to the granddaughter about granddad, I would prefer to see him in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's to me just talking and, and getting with you with your angels and telling them what you're willing to see and what you're not willing to see, how you wish to connect. They are, it's like we have so many angels up there because we haven't invited them in. As we all know, we have an angel from the time we agree to come here through conception all the way through to the time when we leave. Our angel, our one guardian angel is with us and they're just hanging around going, connect with me, connect with me, connect with me. And I know I tell everyone your your gut instinct is your biggest connection with your guardian angel because if it doesn't feel right, that's them saying, yoo-hoo, think about what you're doing. This isn't a good deal for you. Run now. Mm -hmm. And how many times have you gone against that that gut instinct of you saying, oh, I'm not too sure about this, but I'll do it anyway because all my friends are. Mm -hmm. And then it's always led you down the wrong path. But if you followed your gut instinct, nine times out of 10, you, you're completely safe. Like it's a good thing. You've been saved. You've, you haven't lost money or you haven't been put in a dangerous situation. So always tell your kids to trust their gut instinct because that's your angel and allow your angels to come in and invite them in. Once you actually start talking to them, again, don't have to take out a billboard. Don't have to start shouting from the hills that you're talking to angels. It's a really private matter. Angels are just happy if you just say, yoo-hoo, are you there today? Can you give me a sign? And they will connect in with you and then they'll be with you. And you get to hear or have an understanding of when they're around. So whenever I know Michael is around me, I feel a warm rush. So sorry, you did ask. And it's kind of popped into the conversation now. But whenever I know Archangel Michael is with me, it's like I get a hot right ear. It's like he's blowing hot breath on my ear. It's quite, sounds a bit creepy, I suppose, but it's quite nice. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay, so you're there. He's always with me on my right side. He always talks to me on my right side. Michael has the most beautiful voice. I personally don't like my voice. I think I have a really high screechy voice. So in my head, when I hear this really beautiful, softly spoken voice that's very controlled and has a wonderful, it just makes me go, I know that I have Michael here. Michael is also very funny. He sees the funny side of life and he will actually have running conversations. I have the best conversations with Michael in the car. People probably think I'm talking on hands-free. I don't care. They don't know. I'm in the car. And I have these out. I talk to him out loud and I hear his answers. And half the time we'll be laughing, just laughing about what is happening around us or to us. He always has a beautiful way of helping me. He tends to also give me heads up on the readings or what sitters I've got coming. And he's also brilliant at helping me shift spirit who comes too early. 
So I always call in Michael for whenever I get visitors who overextend or come way too early for a reading, he's very good at helping them understand, yep, you've come, wrong time, best leave. Because sometimes they're just stubborn and they just won't go. (laughs) Tell me a bit about that. So do you mean that, you know, you've got somebody who's going to come do a reading and their loved one has shown up a couple of days early, for example, and then you've got spirits in the house? Oh, yeah. I had a gentleman with me for two weeks and I knew he was with me because he stank. Um, He had the worst personal hygiene. It was like a mixture of sweat and really bad foot odour. And I was just sitting in my house for two weeks and I'd just just be like, oh, you know, dry reaching because the smell was just so bad. Because I'm very lucky. I hear spirit. I sometimes see physically see spirit I see spirit in my third eye my mind's eye I um, can taste things I can smell things which isn't always that great as we're going to discover but um, it was just overbearing into the fact that I called in Archangel Michael and I said can you help me with this because this is really intruding in on my life and I can't even sit down and enjoy a meal without being wafted with this odor Every time a person came for a reading, I asked if they owned this spirit and everyone would decline, amazingly enough, who wants to own a stinky spirit. Finally, I got a young girl who came two weeks after this spirit showed up in my home and I was describing it and she just laughed and she said, oh, yeah, that's my uncle. He comes every time I get a reading. And, yeah, most of the mediums say he really stinks. He was horrible. He was a hoarder. He used to just have really bad BO. He was always stinky. His house was overflowing. But he was a really nice guy. <laughs> as oh soon my. as she recognised that he was here, it was like the smell just dissipated out of the room. It was just amazing. He just wanted to be recognised. He just wanted to let his family know he was still around and watching them. And that was it. And it just amazes me to this day. I get a lot of odours, a lot of a lot of things. And people go, oh, you're so lucky. You get to smell grandma's perfume and grandma's cooking. And, yeah, I do. Those are great. But when the person was a heavy smoker, when the person has bad BO, when the person, it's just, it can really be confronting. <laughs> oh man, I have so, I have really sensitive smell. So I can only imagine what that would be like, especially something that you can't necessarily eliminate. <laughs> so <Yep>. funny. <laughs> So Archangel Michael can also help with protection, right? Because I know a lot of people call in Archangel Michael to cut cords and, and things like that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because, you know, you work with Archangel all the time and he's your probably sounds like he's your go-to, but our listener at home can work with Archangel Michael as well. Yep. The way I describe, because everyone goes, oh, you always have Archangel Michael with you. How can I call on him for protection? Archangel Michael, he is the second, like Archangel Michael's your highest archangel. He is, he is a messenger from God, but he is your protector. He has a sword of light. So that's why he can cut through and remove any energetic ties, remove any cords that are attached to you. He can help you cut through that energy with ease. It's just a simple slice. So all you have to physically do, if you feel that, um, you have picked up some negative energy or your or a past boyfriend or or lover, you still have their energetic ties on you and you can't move on. A simple prayer, Archangel Michael, please help me remove all my energetic ties and cords and say that person's name. And then just say thank you, obviously, because angels are really big on manners. They love manners. <laughs> um, and then you'll find the difference you will find that your body feels lighter because you will know that he's gone through and he's helped to cleanse, clear and protect. Mm -hmm. So Michael has told me that gold is our highest protection colour. And so he's always told me to place myself in a bubble of gold. So whenever I ask Michael for protection, I'm not the best driver. I'll be the first to admit it. So as soon as I hop in my car, and it's quite funny because my daughter did this from the time she was 
starting to learn to drive. She's 22 now. And when we get in the car, she'd rattle off the same prayer I did. So she obviously listened well. I'm always Archangel Michael, Mother, Father, God, please place myself and my automobile in a beautiful gold bubble of protection. Please put angels on my roof to give me extra awareness of anything. Allow me to come and go with ease. And I've never had a car accident the whole time I've been doing this. And I'm not the best driver in the world, trust me. Um, Because half the time... I just, I can't even remember getting from A to B. And that means that my angels are looking after me because they're making sure I get there all okay. So Archangel Michael, you can talk to him. You can ask him to put big bubbles of protection around yourself, around your family, around your kids, your pets, your house, your home, and he's going to be there and he's going to look after you. The way I best describe it to when children ask me, how do we, like, how does everyone get Archangel Michael? He's a bit like Santa. Santa can be in so many places at once because he's a magical being. So is archangels. So you, anyone can call on an archangel and they're going to be there split second. They're going to be there for you. They're wanting us to connect with them. We've got so many angels. It's like they're just kind of hanging out. It's like they're all kind of on, I don't know, unemployment benefits because no one's called them and they really want a job. They really want us to ask them to come in and work for us. That's what they're designed to do. That's why they chose to work with us. But if we don't, ask them into our lives if we don't just say hey are you there can you please help me and start talking to them and telling them what you want in your life and where you want to go how are they going to know they can't intrude on your life without your permission to come in so we need to start talking to them more (laughs) so would that be so for example uh i had a car issue which is still happening so could i call in an angel and say can you please help me resolve my car issue as easily as possible. And then I could ask another angel, like, could you please help me to make some healthy eating decisions, you know, this weekend or something like that? Would those be examples of where you can ask an angel for <laughs> You for surely help? can. Yep, you surely can. Um, Archangel Michael is awesome at fixing computers. Always remember that. Oh. Um, I've called on Michael many a time when my car won't start. And I sit and I do my little, please, Michael, please come and help me start. I'm getting very stressed. I need to be at a certain place at a certain time. And after a few seconds, it, ten- it tends to just start. I'm, I am a very lazy person. I will always call on angels to help me first rather than physically get out and do anything um, or make that phone call to RACQ. But I love the fact that there is so many different angels and there are angels that you can call. So Archangel Gabriel, if you are stuck, if you have to do something creative, whether that be write a blog or put up a social media post or, you know, do a beautiful drawing or you're an artist and you're just absolutely in that schmuck, I don't know how to start that first chapter, you call on Archangel Gabriel because she's the one who's going to help you with all your artistic and creative needs. So Archangel Metatron, very concise. He loves all of the beautiful shapes and figures because of his cube, as we know. Um, Whenever I have an issue with something that's extremely logical, I always ask Archangel Metatron to come in and help and break it down and help me understand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you can go to, there's so many different places. Um, The internet is such a blessing in this way because back when I first got into spirituality, you had to always purchase the books, but you can obviously just go to the internet now and just even Google what Archangel do I call and for this need and it'll pop up for us. So Kathy, that's so helpful. And I love hearing about all the different Archangels and what they can help with. One thing that you've mentioned a couple of times now in our conversation has been the guardian angel and that they're with us from the time that we're well, the time of inception, I suppose, until, you know, we transition. So can you tell me a little bit about what does the guardian angel help you with? Do they just protect you? Are they like a protector angel or are they the angel that also can help you fix your car or are they totally different as well? And what can we ask them to assist us with if we're busy asking all these other angels with other things? Yep, our guardian angel, we that's I always look at them as our bestie. Okay. So even though and I so wanted 
forgive me, Fred. I so wanted a beautiful angelic name, you know, a lovely flowing female name as my guardian angel. And every time I've gone in to do my meditation, I'm always presented with Fred. Fred is a very old soul. And I feel that I must have been connected with him in a past life in some way because he's very, very serious and he's very, very compelling. I call on Fred whenever I need help keeping me on the straight and narrow because he does do that. So all my conversations with my archangels and with Fred is we actually make an agreement with another soul while we're in what I like to class as home. Some people class it as heaven. Mm-hmm. And we say, this is where I want to go and this is what I want to learn. So they then sit with us and they write down and they keep our book of life. So they choose, you know, help us know where we're going and which family. I believe we choose all of that with them. That's the reason why I really feel that they're our bestie, our BFF, because they're with us forever. Um, so then they know that we have decided to come down into this plane and we've decided to live this life. So their job is to actually be with us and it's quite cute because in readings I've even discovered that guardian angels have come down to be part of the pregnancy so sometimes I've done readings and I'll say to them you were a twin did your mother lose a baby with you it and the guardian angel has agreed to go with this soul into the mother and then depart after six weeks so it's like they've kept us company even while we're in this in the pregnancy. That's only a very that's only only happened in one or two readings, but the people were actually able there to confer that yes, their mother did lose a child and they were still there. And our guardian angel stays with us forever. And if we don't talk to them, how lonely would that be? Because we're down here having fun living life and we haven't connected in with them. They're when babies sit in the side of their cribs and they giggle, they're guardian angels with them, giving them love, giving them support. Because when we come here and we've agreed to have a life here, we come and we still have the ability to soul connect. So we can still soul connect with our beautiful guardian angels. So that's why I believe babies are never really alone because they are still talking to their guardian angel. It's as we get older and as we teach the child don't talk to nobody you don't really have an invisible friend why are you giggling in the corner those those children are interacting with their guardian angel or other spirits who've passed on because they still have the ability to and then we tend to cut it off because our kids start school about five or they might go to kindy and we don't want them to be the odd kid. We want them to be a normal child, to have normal experiences. So we tend to stop them from being that child. Um, and that's when we lose the ability to connect in with our beautiful guardian angels. So it's up to us to say, no, we still need to talk to our guardian angel. We need to visit them in our astral travels when we dream at night. We need to still allow them to come in and guide us. Our guardian angels just want the best for us. They want to keep us on track so that we actually do tick off all our boxes, all the experiences, all the wonderful things and all the heart grief that we want to learn through this lifetime. And so it's their job to type of guide us to make sure that when we do transition that they're there on the other side to greet us with a great big hug and welcome us home so guardian angels are just like a big warm hug so I don't understand why people don't talk to them and tell them what they need and do you think this is a good idea I've had people say to me oh you're just nutting through life you know you think you're talking to to angels and spirits but it's really all you you just you know your left brain's out of sync with your right brain Kath but the ideas the the way I get pushed the signs they're not things I would think of I am not a highly educated person Um, I didn't go on to university I don't have degrees I'm sorry but I I'm very grateful that I have tuned into my guardian angel and that I had the foresight to give myself a sensible, mature guardian angel who would keep me on track and stop letting me go off with the fairies to have such a good time and to realise that you do have to keep your, keep yourself grounded because this is life and this can be a bit dangerous. So I'm very grateful for Fred. I love that. 
I guess I'm wondering whether or not a guardian angel is also under the guise of a spirit guide or whether or not a spirit guide is different. And do all guard, do all angels and guardian angels have wings? So for example, if somebody at home, you know, even myself, like if I was thinking about my spirit guides, I don't really know if I know whether or not they're my guardian angel or there's something different. Okay. The way I've, I've chatted about this, obviously, I've asked a lot of questions yeah, and from the information great. I've received is people, some people like to say guardian angels. Obviously I do because I love angels and some people just can't bring themselves to say that. So they say guides. The way it's been described to me is guides and angels are the same thing. Spirit guides are like angels, but we can have different angels we can have you can have as many guardian angels as you wish so you have one guardian angel that will stay with you all your life they never leave that's my Fred so he's going to be with me forever but I have had other guardian angels pop in at different times of my life to help me over hurdles or to help me succeed so some people like to call those spirit guides. That's fine. It's all terminology. It means exactly the same thing. So please invite them in. But I believe I've had guardian angels at different times of my life. I know that I have had ascended masters and higher beings. I, I know that I have had different archangels and I know I've had different angels who've come into my life to help me. Fred's always in the background and he's very loving but he understands that I tend to call in other people over him and that is fine. So if you are wanting to learn a new hobby or if you are wanting to understand a situation in your life and if you knew of a person, say I wanted to learn more about gratitude, I could ask Louise Hay to come in as my angel and if she was willing and I'm sure she would be, she would then step in. I mean, when you have readings and people tell you who's around you at the time, a lot of those are spirit guides or guardian angels who have come to help you over a hump. So they just might be more prevalent. So they're going to say to you, oh, you have such and such a person with you at this time. A person who is in spirit can also be your guide or your angel. Is that too confusing? No. So it makes sense. Yeah, because they want to help to guide you and love you and look after you. So I get told a lot of times that my grandmother from my father's side is with me, which is quite interesting because I didn't have a very good relationship with her while she was here on this earthly plane. But she always steps in and she helps me whenever I need to have an understanding of a role or a situation. She was a single mum back in the day. So before single mums were had so much help. So she did it really rough. And so she always comes in and she helps me with all of my readings for females that really need a good, strong message, a good mm. provider. She helps me get the messages a lot clearer and have an understanding of what they're actually going through while I'm delivering their messages. So my Nana Raina is my spirit guide who comes in to help me with certain readings. So that's how I view guardian angels and guides. I view them as the same thing. It's just different terminology. Yeah, I guess in a way it's just we want to give titles to everything, don't we? When everything is energy in a way, we just like to label stuff yeah. maybe because it's easier. Do you think that sometimes people don't feel worthy of asking for help or they're just not in the habit. Like when you're talking there and you mentioned gratitude, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, why wouldn't I go? Oh, I, I'd like to work on gratitude. Louise. Hey, can you help me out today? Or I'd like to come up with a new idea for, for something can, you know, can an angel, can we put an angel on it? You know, like, is it just not part of our of our habits like do we need no, is that not. what we need to do yeah so it's almost like we need to build the habit of remembering wait a minute for every single thing I'm doing I can ask for a little bit of a leg up here yep that's exactly right and we've been taught not to expect we've been taught to stand on our own two feet we've been taught not to ask for help I 
love angels. I believe in the divine. I believe in mother and father God. I do not believe in religion. And people get confused with my take of the world with religion. Um, I think we've been taught to, to kind of not... If you, if you have religious beliefs, if you believe in angels, if you believe in these different things, it's kind of like where you're weak. You need to stand on your own two feet. I can tell you right now that if you invite angels into your life, you will not only feel safer, you will feel more loved. You will just be in such a better place in your world. You will find things naturally to be grateful for and you will raise your vibration up to the higher level and good things will come. You have to do some work too. It's not like they're some magical genie who can go poof, you know, your wish is my command, but they are going to do everything in their power to help you find your dream, to make you that person you wish to be, to help you along the way. So it's it's madness that we don't teach our children to talk to their angels and, and talk to their invisible friends, talk to their guardian angels and let them in their life all the time and ask them and talk to them about their worries and listen to their, to their um, issues. If so there's, we have so, so many um, people struggling at the moment, we have so much stress in the world. We have so much anxiety. We have, so it's, it's just so sad. And if people would just, allow themselves to invite their angels in, to invite their guides in, to ask questions and then find a way so that they can move forward to help themselves. It's like you also get that extra push. And then you know how you start a new diet on New Year's Day <clears throat> and the first day you're really, really good and then by the third day the Tim Tams are already open in the fridge? If I was really, really good and if I asked my guardian angels to help me maybe I wouldn't have purchased those Tim Tams while they're on sale at Christmas because I knew I was actually going to have that new health kit so it's it's just belief in those little things and you just feel so happy having them in your life well that is the most beautiful way of ending our conversation thank you so much Kathy for taking the time to be here and sharing all your wisdom I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and I know that our listener at home has loved it it's just been Fabulous. So how can our listener at home get a hold of you? Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to mention? And I also understand you have some freebies for our listener if they are keen. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me today. I love your podcast and I really enjoy it so I was so humbled to be invited thank you so much Lauren. Oh, thank you. I would love people to find me you can find me at angelconnections.com.au and if you would like to receive a hours reading at only the half an hour's price all you have to do is put in the beautiful code and we will pop that up on on the web page so you can just pop that little promo code in and I'll certainly supply you with all that information and there is also an ebook you can download off my web page about how to connect in with your angels so that you do have a happier healthy life so you can help cut cords and it's it's just a little ebook hopefully all my grammar's correct and spelling's all okay on it but it's just it just helps you connect in with your angels and even if that's the one thing you do today is just say hello to your guardian angel, you will make my heart sore and I'll be so happy. So thank you for letting me chat for so long. Thank you so much, Kathy. And I will put the promo code that she mentioned in the show notes as well as links to how to connect with Kathy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.